Welcome to the Ponder New Podcast. I'm Pastor Rob Myalis, and this is a little bit of an extension episode. Uh, the last episode, we were looking at Acts 2 in this idealized, awesome early church community. And that uh, community both challenges and inspires us of what a church, of what a, a real community could look like. And so I want us to think about how we measure the the health of a community, sort of how we could stack ourselves up against Acts 2, and um, and how we then might be called to sort of uh, grow and challenge ourselves. But I want to say there's sort of two challenges, I think, about measuring the health of a church. And although I'm going to talk specifically about a church, I think you could say this just about any organization. Uh, and I'll, so I'll start actually with a business way, and then I'll sort of get into a church. In businesses, they might say the bottom line is, you know, what we watch, you know, how profitable a company is. But that actually may not be the best measure of a company's health. Uh, For instance, a company may have made a lot of investments, and so their cash flow is low, or they might have a lot of debt, but an objective observer might say those are the really smart investments, and they're going to pay off huge, right? You think, or even just sort of early tech stock companies that weren't even making any money, but there was a sense that they had sort of such an innovation um, that it was worth sort of their investment, right? The early Google or Amazon. So your, your profit at any given quarter or any given time may or may not reflect sort of your, your really your overall health, uh, the culture, the strength of, of what you're doing, the way people buy into the vision, the way they're aligning sort of their um, their efforts with what you're doing. Likewise, a company could be very flush with cash, but um, really have no future sort of streams and have not made investments and so forth. So even in the secular world, there's a way in which um, sort of your, your cash may not be the best thing, even though that's what people would look at. In the church, it's not just cash. It's We're going to more eloquently call this butts, and bucks, right? How many butts you have in the pews and how many bucks you have in your in the offering plate. Or we could go for ABC, attendance buildings and cash. But the, the challenge with, with either of these is, um, first of all, they're not really New Testament. <laughs> and Acts 2 makes this abundantly clear. The early church, uh, they weren't concerned about how many people went to one building for an hour on one day a week. They were a people inspired by the word who were the church here, there, and everywhere. So that just didn't, that, that notion, if I had said to Peter, you know, how is church attendance today? He would look at me and say, what do you mean, right? There were people here, there, and everywhere, right? And you think about cash, I mean, it wasn't about income to pay. It was this communal property. They were making sure that everybody had their needs Met so even the cash in the system was working differently. So, so a lot of times what people say about a church, their building looks really nice. They have a big staff, right? They have a lot of cash, or you know they have a lot of people, or they don't have as many people as they used to. Those may or may not really be indicators of of the health, of of the vibrancy. Second of all, on the other hand, there's a sort of a, a challenge. On the other hand, to kind of say, especially in the church world you know, what we're going for is not measurable. The, the title of this season is really about the joy of community. And how can you possibly measure the joy in a community? How can you measure 
how much people, when they were going through really hard and suffering times of their life, were, were comforted by the, the community. How, how can you um, measure the way in, in which somebody's eyes were open to the, to the plight of somebody who, who grew up differently than they did? Um, how, how can you measure the ways in which our eyes were open to the joyous interruptions of God in our life? It's like I, I can't uh, give you like a little app on your phone that you can measure this week your patience, gentleness, and humility or like then whatever fruits of the spirit and then like say to myself, well, clearly, you know, that sermon was, you know, a seven on the effectiveness versus a five, right? I mean, there's sort of a, a way in which it's, it's just crass and so you, you couldn't, you couldn't quite, quite do it. But because of that, then there's a temptation in the church to be like, well, we can't really quantify this. I'd like, I'd like to suggest that um, although attendance, buildings, and cash is not um, the, the measure of, a, of an organization's health, there are some things we, we can measure. And what happens in the early Christian church is that people are catalyzed to live as individual and collectively as disciples. Uh, and they've had such an encounter with the resurrected Jesus through the proclamation of the word and the sharing of the bread and in the community and in their baptism that, again, they're, they're living this faith out. And so, in fact, we, we could even try to maybe come up with some metrics for um, the DENF, daily discipleship, evangelism, fellowship, and generosity. And, and those might be a little bit better, a little bit easier to, to quantify. <laughs> um, although still difficult, but those, those might, might be a little bit uh, easier to quantify. Again, D, E, F, and G, daily discipleship, evangelism, fellowship, and uh, generosity. If we really wanted to add, we could probably add back in C for, for catechesis. Uh, we could um, do that. Um, so the... The thing, though, that, uh, and I could, again, now walk through all of these areas and how we can measure them, but one of the, the things that I just heard today, and I think it really, I'll just share this, is that it turns out that the average person in America gives like less than a percent of their income to charity. And if they're involved in a church community, it goes up to like one and a half percent. But if they're involved in their church and involved in their community, um, and they're sort of really, and by involved in our church, I mean that they're volunteering, but they're also in some sort of uh, learning uh, opportunity. Then you start to get this, this uh, generosity jumps up to like seven and a half percent, right? A, a, an incredible swing in, in somebody's willingness to sort of live and, and share what they have for others. Uh, and so, again, churches may have a slightly different mission statement, but my sense is that all churches would be hungry to have people mobilized um, for, for really living abundantly, living generously, um, as we anticipate the fullness of God's kingdom. So I, I think um, with some statistics then that might really be worth, worth measuring and thinking about is how have uh, we as a community, how have we as uh, fostered, um, involvement of people in the church, uh, and that could be as simple as, you know, how many people per month are involved. Is this sort of a, a 5% or volunteering all the time, or is there a broad base 
of, of volunteers. And, and also, what percentage of our people are, are involved, of those that worship, what percentage of people are involved in a learning opportunity uh, around the word? And I think something about 50%, apparently I've heard, is kind of like a, a magic number. Talking to one of my friends, Pastor Robert Wallace, about this, he said that's, that starts to be when people really, it started just starts jumping in a church. And then, and then the last thing um, is it would be fascinating for a church, and I've never heard a church do this, track what percentage of its people are involved in serving others outside of its walls. Now, again, it would be good for a church to know how many, say, um, one thing that is counted in the New Testament is the number of people you feed. Uh, but it would be fascinating to know um, not just a church, like we tally up like, you know, this many tons of food were given by a church, this many blankets, um, this many hours of community groups using our space. Um, but to actually consider, like, what are the ways in which the members of this church are involved outside of the church's walls? Because it turns out, again, that's sort of, I think, when you start to really catalyze somebody when they're living and serving in the walls and then out of the walls, right? Because that's starting to get at what was happening in Acts. I would... Um, I would maybe add there that I would also want to know, um, and I think this would even be a harder statistic, you could probably get at what percentage of your people are involved in a Bible study in the church, but what percentage of people are doing a home devotion? My guess is that that's, nobody gets at that data, but if I knew that somebody was doing home devotions, was volunteering at the church in some way, and volunteering in the community, I could almost bet my bottom dollar that they were uh, a stewardship leader in the church and that they were really generous, and maybe not at the church, with, with other organizations in their life. So um, just, again, some, some reflection on we can't measure the, the joy that we discover of being a part of the living, breathing, sins-forgiving, and in the state of always being forgiven members of the Church of God, of the communion of saints, but I think there are some things that we could do a little bit better than attendance buildings and cash. Um, at the very least, you know, what, how many people are involved in worship? How many people are actually engaged in, in the Word? And, and how many of our people are volunteering outside of church? Um, and in this case, maybe the best numbers for a church are not when attendance is on the top, but attendance is on the bottom, sort of you're wanting sort of per person uh, what you're actually able to sort of drive within a community. Well, in the end, this may all um, need a bit more grace in terms of just saying, like, no Christian church is ever perfect. It, again, it goes back to forgiveness. None of our churches will, um, our churches are filled with people and any community we're a part of. Any nonprofit, any business is filled with people who are broken, hurting, and sinful and, and need grace. And so at some level, we'll never be the perfect church. But it might, again, to think more practically about how we can strive toward and really be open to God's wisdom and God's calling for us to, to model and to live into being the church, um, being the church that hopefully looks like and is empowered by the same God as Acts chapter 2. Well, I hope this addendum was interesting. I don't know if we'll look at it on the, the pod, at the, sorry, at the pub, but again, just some thoughts on how we might measure the health of the community. And I'd be curious within your organization how you measure uh, success, how you measure the health of your community, um, yeah, how you measure your alignment to your mission. 
and so forth. So hope all is well and have a great rest of your day after part two of the podcast.